0: don't no, yeah, no know yeah. my friends how you doing hope you're doing great can't wait to hear from you uh, i'm back took a break i had shit to do sometimes gotta do shit to produce shit and uh you know you'll be seeing some good shit soon enough i can't wait to share it with you and uh yeah so uh let's call this season two i mean we could turn around and do another podcast tomorrow call it season three doesn't really matter but you know i just mean for organizational purposes let's call it season two um, today's going to be cool. I get to hang out with uh, an old buddy, Mr. Eric Bed, DJ Punkass Bed. He's been in this game for 13 years now with uh, Prescription Punk Rock, Punk Rock Radio, uh, radio shows, web shows, podcasts, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, we've hung out at so many shows over the years, always a great vibe. So uh, this will be interesting. And uh, I think what we're going to do is take this uh, podcast and put it on both shows and release it at the same time, just for shits and giggles. Cause you know what? We're adults. We're allowed. <laughs> All right. Um, there's a PayPal link under here. If ever you want to support the uh, show in that fashion, it's always appreciated. And uh, yeah, let's do this. All right. Eric, ahead. Eric bad DJ punk ass bad. Fuck Wait. 13 years of prescription punk rock. So see a radio punk rock, right? This is our punk rock radio as yeah. well. You've been like I've seen you at shows since at least 13 years, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it it's it's awesome and like I mean, you know, you're involved on all kinds of levels, but it, actually it's funny one thing I think we should do here is cuz even for me it wasn't totally clear. Okay, you have prescription <laughs> punk rock and that is a, um, a radio show and a YouTube podcast show as well, right?
1: Yeah, not really. It's weird way it became like a podcast for people because they take the interview as a podcast thing, like Joe, um, uh, Joe. Uh, I would say Joe Rogan and but it's not really the the thing is that um with the pandemic it seemed that people have more time so the interview was way longer than back in the days when we saw each other at festival and everything we did 15 minutes 20 fast (laughs) you know interview and that was cool but uh now people have time so it became an hour an hour and a half so uh, with the radio show, it's not possible to play the whole interview. So the YouTube channel came and uh, it's, a go, it's a good way for people to listen the whole thing and, and get their, the whole vibe of the interview, which is more interesting. But still, we play the best part uh, on the show.
0: Yeah, no, it's super cool because it wasn't totally clear. But you're still also doing a punk, uh, punk rock at Radio C, right?
1: Yeah, they play the show on Tuesday. Um eight PM, like they played the last show I did, because we're on CKRL. And that's the thing, a lot of people think it's a podcast show, but we're live in a studio in CKRL. Uh, and the station uh, it has been running since more than uh, 40 years. And oh, it's wow. the first francophone station uh, in Quebec uh, that was not government. Radio Canada had the first one, but uh, CKRL was the, the first one. And uh, it was really to support culture. And now the new vibe, it's really to um, rebuild culture
0: my phone is getting down <laughs> yeah that happens to me all the time like if anybody saw what goes on here it's so ghetto <laughs> it's so <laughs> ghetto man i love it <laughs> so yeah okay so you have punk rock radio that's on the on uh, the the radio station prescription punk rock is it, it's like a, a web radio as well right
1: no, it's, uh, nope. we're a show and we're broadcast on CKRL 89.1. As well. But okay, it's yeah. play on punkrockradio.ca, which regroup like the old scene, the podcast, and another show like me, which uh, Emily Plamondon hosts, called uh, Punk the Town. So
0: we're oui, kind of,
1: Emily. Yeah, hello, Amy. <laughs> and she's also playing in 50 Shades of Punk, but everybody knows that now. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. It, it's cool because uh, we're doing kind of the same thing and we have the support of a radio station. So uh, uh, we're kind of lucky because we're in a studio and we have, you know, uh, casting material. It's it sounds way better than what I did through the pandemic, because at some point the, the radio uh, closed for um, a couple of months. So I was doing the radio show here. So I have to buy. Stuff to uh, to broadcast, but uh, I failed. It was cheap and it didn't sound that well. So hey, if if I I want to say about it, pay more than it, that then your your budget. But if you want to
0: invest in something, it's uh, don't don't go with the cheaper. Yeah, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's one thing that's really cool though. Is 13 years. It's the anniversary, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Of the show. So I got yeah. myself a Bose here. Uh, cheers, brother! Yeah. See, this cheers. is sponsored by A and W as well. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the glass is so cool, but yeah, Bose, uh, great
1: people. Uh, I yeah, love man. them. Uh, they're they're they always been supportive of the radio show and the Tutu Diab too, and we love them. We love Micro Brewery, so it's another thing we enjoy. Um, Absolutely, my and and it's- next beer. It's gonna be uh, from Roald Buck. I love that so much. Ah, oh, cool! It's, uh, a, it's a beer with uh, honey and flower of uh, hibiscus. Is that mm-hmm. uh, the same in yeah, English? Yeah. Cool. Uh, absolutely,
0: shows cool. Yeah, but it's true. Like the companies like Bose, like moi j'aime le lug treadler, but the uh, microbrasserie vraiment puis uh, festivals sponsor ça so, like one thing that Bose does that's super cool like I know at Puza Fest and other places as well they have that they have a trailer right that's like all taps and stuff on it it's like basically a mini bar on a trailer right, that shows up at the, at the festivals it's fantastic but I really like their implication it's super great Yeah, that's
1: the thing. I think, you know, the first time I went to Bose in person was um, uh, before a Rockfest. And we spent a couple of hours there and the staff know the show and they recognize me. And it was crazy because the the main thing of the brewery is to bring, uh, yeah, people that love beer, but also people that love music. So they're really supportive to Ben. Uh, one guy from the flatliners, uh, I don't know if he still worked there, but he, he worked there for a while. And a lot of people in the scene have worked there, uh, and they are helping, uh, financially the band, and of course, giving them the you know, the the holy, uh, the holy bridge. Hey, yeah, man.
0: Pretty- <laughs> what's really cool about Bose, actually, because it's in Vanky Ontario, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> you have a Grenville, Hawkesbury, Vanky Kill, <laughs> and the Banbury. I know how to get there. I we, can we, get there yeah. fucking wine, man. Because it's make- a running gag
1: with my girlfriend, with Grenville. I don't know what's about the city, <laughs> but since the name is funny to say in French, we always stop there to put gas to get back. And it's, it's, it's not on the road. I have to, like, make
0: a i turn it, to go there, but it's Grenville, I have to go It's funny because for all the listeners of your program, the prescription punk rock, you call them exactly what you see. For all the English people watching Cayman uh, in the 45s right now, basically, if you translate that, it means dickville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still a uh-huh. teenager when it comes to. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, if somebody says penis, everybody laughs, right? <laughs> That'll never change. But I'm it's funny. a really
1: huge fans
0: of of weird town name. <laughs> <laughs> right, and there's a lot of them. Yamaska. Yeah, yeah. Every time you drive by, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I grew up with the guys that started Bose, so it's it, like wow. knowing them. It's it's not surprising because they went to, grew up in Kill, right? And that's where I grew up as well. And, oh, um, wow, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. So you grew
1: up there, and it, yeah, it's man. a really small town so far. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they have Rogers. a traffic light.
1: They have one traffic <laughs> wow. light.
0: If you're really cool, you can stand beside it, you know? But actually, the, the cool thing about out there, and especially in that time, you were talking about Bose, but the, uh, the Steve Beauchene, he's also the singer of audio uh, Visceral as well, right? Yes. And. And they, they, they always hire a lot of friends and all the friends happen to be musicians and, you know, amongst other all kinds of other cool friends as well. But that's why it's they're so implicated in the music because out there when we grew up, like everybody, you know, would hang out around like everybody's bands at house parties and stuff or you'd practice and your friends would be there or you would like leave the window of the high school open on Fridays so you can take the PA and go do shows with your friends, you know? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Martin. <laughs> this happened like all the time. All the it was time, impossible
1: right? in Quebec to do that. It's still, yeah. it's not a big city, but still a city. It was a, the kind of thing that was kind of impossible, but that's beautiful. <laughs> Actually, yeah, my- I when I go to town like that, I'm just like curious how it was for a kid to grow up every time because uh, I came from a town where there was a lot of things to do. But when you grow up there, it's uh, and it's normal that there's a lot of musicians. A lot of people say we didn't have a lot of things to do. So we're playing music and uh, go, you know, walk outside because there was a beautiful place to walk in wood. And
0: yeah, man. And And like there is something true to that as well. I mean, like when I think about growing up, we didn't have these cell phones, smartphones phones everywhere. Not every kid was on their phone for twenty-four-seven. You know, so you'd actually call somebody up, or you like you would just drive to somebody's house without calling too, and just go knock on the door and say, "Hey, what you up to?" You know what I mean? Like we 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 did that all the time. So basically, in, in high school, you know the peelers on stomp records as well. Yes. Okay. So there there was me, Stu that works uh, at, at Bose. We always played music with our our our, our crew. There's Dave Barton from the Peelers and Eric Diamond from the Peelers and a bunch of other guys. The guys from Audio Visceral, Sam Parent as well, and a bunch of us. So we all had kind of like, you know, different bands and hangouts. Like we used to practice in a fucking barn when we were kids, man. (laughs) No no shit, like straight up in the fucking barn. (laughs) I love it, you know, play some punk rock in the barn. We had like old cow skulls on the walls and shit like that, you know. But out in the country, that was normal. Then you'd have parties and the bands would play at the parties, then it would be bigger rassemblement, you know what I mean? And uh, that, that's how we grew up, you know, and uh, it's fantastic. And out, out there, a lot of people say like, you know, in the country, sometimes there's less things to do, but you know what? There's also something about creativity. I, I find one thing with this generation right now, with everybody always, anytime somebody's bored right now, or takes a break, what's the first thing they do? They check their messages. They, yeah, everybody does it, right? But I wonder sometimes if people are getting bored enough to come up with new ideas and uh, be creative or join bands and stuff like this, you know, because uh, I don't know. I, I feel sometimes it's best to slow down to produce something meaningful, you know, yeah. and I think out in the country, that's why there's so many bands that come from outside the cities and then they come to the cities.
1: And the thing is, if, if you ask me where the best brewery, microbrewery out there, um it's you know in the country people yeah. uh and and you know you get you you get to do be creative like you said and you have to do it way better than people in town and everything to uh get through and everything so yeah I think so and it's always the same you know in Quebec there's a lot of people that came from Saguenay that came mm-hmm. Post, and they're all creative and they take all the possibilities that the city offer to them. And there's people uh, that live in the city and uh, don't take those, you know, don't realize that because you grow up with that. It's it's really interesting. And I think for you're sure. right, too. Uh, I think with the pandemic and everything, people uh, will get more creative. And when you get something that bad and a huge hit, uh, there's always something positive that that will reborn for that. And as you know, and you know, I'm sure we spoke about that. We need a new generation of headliner, uh, new band to take uh, the lead of the scene because a lot Absolutely. of bands gonna disband through the next five to ten years. So festival and everything it, it was always the same name going through uh five six years nonstop. so i think it's going to be interesting to to see uh, our original and our creative the people that organize festival and shows uh gonna have to to, to be to uh,
0: bring people yeah absolutely and, and it's true like with the pandemic because i think for some bands You know, it could either go one way or the other. Some bands broke up. (laughs) I I did a solo acoustic show last week, and the band that uh, was supposed to play before me broke up, like, the day before or the day of even. it but like oh, coming out fuck. of the pandemic just a lot before, of people probably, yeah they didn't play for a year and a half and they actually broke up before it got into yeah, exactly i was talking like hours before you know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but i think the pandemic you're going to see some bands that like really got together and created and did stuff yeah. and other bands that just slowly did you know broke up or did other things you know yeah, cuz I've, I've definitely seen it go both ways it's like a purge. Is is that
1: the right word in English? Yeah, like a purge. Yeah. And like oh no no,
0: purge por- is actually a uh, uh, purge and porridge. Porridge, you eat. It's like you know, warm cereal. No, 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 it's no, not no. that. No, but I, not you said that, that, and I'm a bit high, so I'm like, man, I could go for a bowl. Oh, no, more. Right like,
1: now. <laughs> you know when a bomb happened and and, then the people that were not there for the right reason or were tired and everything just leave the scene and it just bring new people and new kids and it just get excited again i think that's what's going to happen through the next two to five years you know Uh, we're at at a point that people's gonna need excitement and be happy and just enjoy the moment
0: Mm -hmm. and doing things where there are people you know, I mean, it's it's starting, it's Baby Steps. I mean, I can't believe we've already done five shows because like we were ready. Eh? Like, oh yeah man, you fucking right, man. <laughs> fucking right. Hey, I couldn't believe it. But you know, it, it was like, we knew like, it, you know, when places were starting to book that we would book and sometimes it would get canceled. Like we booked some shows before the five that we did and you know, they didn't happen big because we knew that as soon as the pandemic was over, every single band in the goddamn world is going to be booking a show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we're booked up pretty much for the the rest of this year now. Um, but, but I think people who are coming out of the pandemic, like, you know, some Bands might come out wounded again, but they'll probably heal and go on and do some beautiful things. And other bands are just chomping at the bit, ready to fucking attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you see it, bro.
1: (laughs) But you know, I think for the punk rock ska or hardcore scene, the underground scene, it was less it in a way because a lot of people have work. There's not Mm -hmm. much of you, you know, that can tour all years and you know keep the thing going. Uh, a lot of people think it's kind of impossible still. But uh, for those who do like the God of Demons, you guys, and a, a couple of bands, it's way <laughs> more harder. You know, yeah, man, way more harder because it is, you know, it's, it's, it's what you're doing. But a, a lot of Ben, you know, had day job and everything. So for a lot of them, uh, it was not the same reality than Ben. like, I don't know, Lagwagon who uh, lived from that, you know. And now mm-hmm. they have to uh, find a new way to make money
0: well I think it's all part of you know I mean like there, there's the reason by the way I, I started giving my fingers like fucking in my head it's like fuck that nothing's gonna stop us you, you know what I mean like that's my mentality so it's like sometimes you got to get it into you know And it's like how many times during the pandemic you know uh, you, you can't oh man are we ever gonna jam again are we gonna make a new record are we going to yeah. get back on tour you know what are we gonna do so man that, that's why I just kind of developed along the way like you know, a lot of shit was going bad for a lot of people, including myself, but you know, you build up this attitude it's like fuck you, D- D- fuck D- you, D- man, D- I'm D- coming, you know. <laughs> 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 That's the K-man spirit, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I never actually, give up that fight. We just recorded like 14 or 16 songs. Like not they're not finished or like it's we're in the process. Of, it'll come out next year. Wow. There's one song on there's called This Finger and it's kind of like that, you know. It's like <laughs> fuck it, we're coming. That's why like you know but, everybody's but, like man you've already done a show I'm like we've done five so far, you know.
1: <laughs> but you're right, you know, but uh it's it, it, I think you know one thing that you can control and that bad happened, you, you need to have that positive mind and just try to create something good from it. And I, well, I can't it. wait to hear the new songs come. I'm sure uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's always, it, every record, it's always getting better. You're mm-hmm. one of those bands. There's band that started up, first record's a bang! Second record, boom! And then third, four, and they get lost in the process. But yeah. for you guys, it's different. The first record was amazing, but uh, you know, every step it's always just like, "Whoa!" It blow my mind. And the last record was <laughs> the brother. thing. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be really interesting and in different, original, in your way. So it's exciting Guaranteed. to hear that.
0: Yeah, but, but uh, that's the that's the effect, though, right? W- with the pandemic, I mean, people like you, people like me, like we also adapt you know what i mean like yeah. anybody that's in anything that works with the public or shows or not even even outside of punk rock and even rock and roll and stuff like that but you know people that do art your uh, theater or whatever you know and all the production people and the people that write it, uh, about these things and make it interesting for people to hear about them it affected everybody all the people that work in these places as well you know it's like but that's where you really find out Like, you know, some people will drop out of this game and that's okay. You know, they're going to move on with their lives and all that kind of thing. But that's where you just see also, it's like, you know, who's in it for life. You know what I mean? Or doing it for whatever reason they've chosen to do it. It's going to be interesting, man. That's for sure this year. Like,
1: you know, you and I, were driving people. I know I'm going to do this forever. Mm -hmm. And when you know that, it's always surprising to see people that like, wow, man, I am impressed. 13 years. It's amazing. But as you know, it's just, it's a click. It was That's so it, fast.
0: So I'm sure it's the same with you. Okay. Let's talk about your show for a minute though. Okay. So how did it all, like, what was the evolution? I mean, here you are today doing zoom podcast, you know, or you're doing <laughs> that, you know, DJing on a radio station, but what was the evolution of it? Like, how, how did it, it? it, how did it start? Because like, you know, everybody has their reasons for doing these things. I have my reasons why I, why I do this. For me, it's, you know, I, I, I'm alone up in the mountain during the whole pandemic too. So I was just doing, you know, it was, <laughs> it was my social time and it's my time to relax. Like people are like, man, you drinking and smoking and stuff. I'm like, well, you know, when I'm doing my podcast, usually that's my relaxation time. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not my work time. That's for sure. <laughs> it's also like, a therapy. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. But how did it start? I'm really curious to know kind of the evolution about how this went. <laughs> it's really interesting, but it's a long story. I'm gonna try to make the shortcut.
1: Um, hey Evan, you know the thing started up with radio, not with punk rock. Uh, I got the chance of working in uh, video renting. You know when people still use like video tape. Yeah, VHS.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. When lost you a lot of positive. kids. Yeah, <laughs> what exactly.
1: What so I was working there, and a guy came and he he was. Finding interesting the way I was, um, you know, because people ask you what what movie I should rent. And I was like, I I give them their best. Oh, you should rent that movie because that director and everything. Because I was about to study in cinema. And that's what I did. I studied in cinema. I got graduate. I was supposed to go to uh, Montreal and then Toronto to Concordia and then Toronto. But I met my girlfriend's rent an apartment, got a kids and everything changed.
0: So <laughs> The kids fell from the sky. Right? <laughs> so that guy
1: was asking me to do um, a, a chronic about uh, art and talking about shows and everything. So I went there uh, and it started up as 15 minutes and then I get in the studio and it was a show. It was really early in the morning. It was at 5 a.m. It was a oh, four or five hour show straight. But I get You know, I I really love the vibe of the studio and everything. And maybe you don't know him, but uh, a legendary um, uh, radio star in Quebec um, that was working there called André Arthur, which is like a pillar in radio. Uh, Like it or not, because a lot of people hate him. But I think (laughs) he's the first who who, who did the trash talk radio, which was... Okay, gotcha. uh, it's the thing now in Quebec with Radio X and everything. But uh, anyways, uh, he got me in, the, in after a couple of shows in his office, and I, I'm I'm sure I was like, "You gonna get the fuck out?" I was a kid, and I was I was smoking weed at, at five, oh, at man. four and a half a.m. before the show, and it was like really smoking funny weed, you mean? Me. Yeah,
0: like before yeah, before the show. Weed. And
1: back back in the days, it was like you know crazy, but I was I was a kid. I love weed, so I. I went to the show like fucking busted and I think I was the worst, but actually (laughs) he said uh, you're really good and you have everything, but you're not doing what uh, you love. So he said, find what you love and do a radio show with that. So um, I stopped doing uh, radio for a couple of months and one of my friends actually was at the Radio am at CKRL ask me uh, on Christmas, we do like two specials um, on Christmas and on the New Year's Eve so come by and play punk rock and do whatever you want, so I went there and I went fucking nuts like yelling, <laughs> hell yeah ah! and like the director <laughs> of the station called and he was like who's that fucking crazy kid and they said hey, it's Eric and everything, but at the same time spoke with emily and she asked me if i want a a co-host uh punk dead town so i did it for two years so that's where everything started up with punk rock uh it started up with emily emily was doing that for a year and a half or two if i'm right um so she was ahead for me so i learned Mm -hmm. a lot from her and you know uh with the vibe uh you know we bring interview and everything so it really changed the show and everything and at some point we realized that we could cover way more by having two separate shows so that's what we did and I went to CKIA first of all because I was not on CKRL and I went there i throw a pitch to prescription punk rock they asked me to come and like um it's an audition so you you go in the studio everybody's there they're like 15 people it's really like oh my god and you go
0: like they got the song high for the audition as well yeah and, and yeah, it you was got really you, you smoke some weed for the audition yeah, oh, yeah, work, man. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: man. it's kind of normal for me so it was not the big thing but yeah Maybe it helped me to calm me down just a little bit. But when I saw everybody in the studio, but that was not the thing. One of my friends, and it's Carl, it's a crazy dude. He saw me, you know, entering the studio. So he felt Eric is doing a radio show. So he entered. So, and that guy know every shit story and everything about me. And he was, you know, I saw everybody. I was really nervous. I start up the radio like you, you do it like it's a full radio. And they, they pitch it, you're going to do an hour. So I was ready for an hour. I've got my paper with my cue. And I just went. And when they play the first songs, I just see, Carl, like, what the fuck? What the fuck is doing there, man? you going <laughs> to say all the bad shit. And it's going to be. So uh, I, I did an either micro and they stop everything right in the middle. I was la, ah, 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 and they said, OK, Eric, you got the show. You're <laughs> right on Monday. On. On <laughs> um, Tuesday, I think. So uh, that's where Prescription Punk Rock started up in 2008, right after an interview with uh, NoFX, like a week oh, or wow. two right after that. So, yeah. And then after that, uh, everything went pretty crazy um, because with Punk Detente, I started up to make connections through MySpace. <laughs> we That's lost right, old, MySpace. <laughs> I mean, we lost a couple there. Yeah. What? What? What is MySpace? <laughs> MySpace was My safe place
0: Because
1: <laughs> it, it, it's you know I, I I own a lot to MySpace even if you know like Facebook and everything it's shitty people that uh, greedy people that just want the money but still it was the first time that the ban uh, was behind their kind of website because MySpace mm-hmm. was now. Uh, the official page for a lot of pen at that time. So when I wrote to New Year's for a name, it was Tony Sly who directly answered me. So that's where I got a lot of connection um, in the industry. So I've got email, I've got phone, and that's when I started up doing interviews. So um, right, right, right. I think through the interview, the show got kind of bigger, but the main thing I think, that yet prescription punk rock recognition is that uh, we bring uh, a lot of band. at some point. We got uh, one time we got 14 band in, in an hour and a half. In the That's wild. Uh, it, it was like something like 52 people in the studio, and it was something like three minutes straight. Like,
0: da, 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 da.
1: <laughs> and then another band, da, 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 and some songs. And yeah, so uh, people got like that guy is kind of crazy. Which is not, because if you see I think me... that's
0: super cool, though, because you're also bringing in the humanity to the music. I mean, I, I think, you know, back in wow. the day when people were looking at vinyls and stuff like that, and everybody's kind of imagining, like, you know, some, some vinyls would have artwork and stuff, but everybody does want to know what did the band look like, you know, they'd look in the back and see if they had pictures of who was in it like you know you, you, you kind of want to put a face to what you're listening to sometimes I'm not saying it's always good news at the end of the day but I think there, there's <laughs> something you know in that that people want to do and just the fact that you got all these people I mean that's all a lot of bands like I remember hearing about you because probably on myspace as well because I'm old enough to have done myspace you know and which actually you know that's a question I wonder if today if we asked a lot of people you know, a lot of people aren't happy with Facebook anymore and stuff like that. Like, what would you prefer, MySpace or Facebook, if you asked them today? I wonder. I think um, the answer would be different than five years ago. Shh, don't say that to anybody. <laughs> but, like, right? I, I always
1: have an idea of if you really connect and do something that, you know, is a mix of Facebook and YouTube – like the video of the band, but you wrote directly to the band and you got the music and everything. There's something there, but it have to, you know, that's the problems with that. It really have to be a platform where if there's money, it goes straight to the band. And if there's extra money, the people behind
0: it got paid a little bit. You yeah, know, historically, the bands always get paid last.
1: yeah and you know know, who brings the people like it's like that classic thing of like
0: yeah it's that classic thing of you know you get the bands playing it's not saying it's good or bad because everybody's got to get paid and stuff like that but you know you know you're playing there's three punk rock bands and you know they might have charged not enough at the door or whatever so they made you know in the night then they look at their contract oh you mean you have to pay for the promoters work oh you have to pay for the sound man by the time you know it runs through that maybe they only made two or three hundred bucks at the door but there there went all the money and they're the only ones that don't get paid you know the bar staff are getting paid the production people are getting paid and all that i'm not saying it's good money for everybody or anything like that but i do i have noticed it always especially when it comes to like the younger bands or you know bands that are that are starting no you're happy to get a show and stuff like that but it's always the bands that are the last ones down that line to get paid it's like how many places back in the day would say oh uh you know come play for our cause and that's a fantastic thing to do and i've done it many times you know um but it it, it all it got to a point where i started wondering like is it rude to ask okay we'll do this free and we're happy to support this cause but um are the bar staff going to be doing it for free too? Is the sound (laughs) men going to be doing it for free too? Are are they supporting the cause? Are you the promoter? You're doing it when, you know what I mean? At one point, I remember that it's like, wait a minute, like if we're all in this together, you know, for, for a cause, but it's only the bands. I mean, I understand, you know, from one perspective, maybe the bar is like, well, we just don't really, you know, we're not supporting the cause. The cause is on our billboard and stuff, and it's used to bring people, but the cause is just the bands, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. But But there is something in there. Sometimes I've been in some situation, I'm like, there's just something that smells a little funny in this, you know? <laughs> the thing
1: is the business to... You know, because I book shows. I did yeah. that. Uh, it was uh it was good and bad. Um at the end we were able to understand it, and when we understand, uh we said no. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. that's know, why there's so many hard asses in that business, <laughs> you know. Because you know, we're gonna lose money and we're gonna gain some, and but it's not gonna balance at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. <laughs>
1: The, the, and, and the thing was, at that point, you know, we, we booked in two thousand four, two thousand five. The scene was really falling apart. The label were um, did put a lot of money in emo. It was crashing down. Everybody was leaving punk rock. Everybody
0: and, was crying. Fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everybody was sad. <laughs> and then, God, like, damn it. <laughs> but a lot of band quit at that time too, and a lot of great band from here. Sub, the Planet Smasher were not. Um, full-time band anymore because of stump records and a lot of thing happened but since the last you know six to ten years it's crazy how it built itself again and I, I, I saw that and I believe in that so much but the thing is that um, if you take it as a business side you have to own the place and you have to be the bookers and the people around the bar and you have to take the money from the bar and the beer you sell, maybe sell it a little bit more, which is, okay, people, I know it piss you off, but that's the thing. It's a business. It's tough to run. And everybody needs to make a little money because they're living through that. So, yeah. And depending to make money. So you have to shortcut people that work there and have a really small team, but you can with, um, you know, ticket price and, of course, beer. The tickets paid ban. And also people and I think people are way more aware. And you know, with the pandemic, they understood uh, how hard the hit was in the scene and they understood the importance of buying merch. So I think, yeah, uh, shirts gonna still sell and CD's gonna still sell. And vinyl. Vinyl, and vinyl is s- gonna sell. Are selling like crazy. People yeah, man. Enter, I am but- too.
0: And yep. it's driving me crazy. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> right right behind me there, you know. But, um, you know, it makes sense, though. Like, a lot of people, like, you know, because we're selling as much vinyl as we are CDs on the road. And people are saying people are buying CDs. I, I find it's more surprising, actually, that people are buying CDs. But I, I get it, too. And it's super cool, you know, it, for their cars, more, more or less. But, I mean, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people...
1: Everybody say that. It's for the car, but... Uh, that's the
0: only real reason, right? Because I if, got, if I not... Got
1: people that are just collect them. They're like, I started a collection with CD. I still go for it. So, there's people that still... And, and I have a CD player right here. Right here. I <laughs> still listen to CDs. But, yeah, yeah vinyl are way... It sounds way better,
0: but it's uh, more <laughs> crusting. So, a lot of people... But, find but I think there's another reason, too. Though, it's like... CD is digital music like Spotify, like Apple. I'm not saying the sound quality is the same, but it's digital music. All right. Yes. And and there's so many different ways to listen to it. Some people are just on, you know, iTunes on their computer at home is their sound system or whatever it is, or maybe it's a Bluetooth system. And you know, so it's almost easier to use your phone for a lot of people's home life now. Some people like you still have a big stereo with a CD player, and that's fucking cool, you know, and all that. <laughs> So what I've realized though is that the collectors or people that like to have something tangible seem to be buying the vinyls more. And the people that were buying CDs might be using the Spotify's, the Apple, and the iTunes and stuff like that. Mind you, we still do sell CDs. Don't get me wrong. We, we really do. But uh, I just find it makes sense in a weird kind of way, you know. And plus vinyls, you know, it's a bit bigger, too. So it's cooler to look at and hold and feel and there's something organic about it you know, but but, uh, digital music. I don't know, except for the car. Like a lot of people have old cars. You know, I can see the CD in the car. That makes sense to me. I can understand that.
1: And, and, you know, it's uh, we always, with the band, talk about vinyl, CDs, or cassette. But we don't talk a lot about the shirts. The shirts are fucking...
0: People love shirts. And yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> I love All, all my clothes are my friend's band's uh, shirts. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I basically clothe myself, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's the thing. A lot of people are still <laughs> buying shirts, which uh, it's another way to really help the band. So I think that... absolutely. If, everybody that goes to show that can do it because there's people that can afford it and I understand but people that can because you know we're 40 I'm, I'm I'm i have good jobs I'm living well so you know I can't do that so when I go to a show I have my drink budget and my music budget and it's better that I buy the music first
0: then the beer first because sometimes I'm cutting <laughs> it and that's not good. It's so true. How many people I'm going to, you know, they have the, the intention that they 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 can say, oh, are you going to be selling stuff after you finish playing or is somebody selling it while you're <laughs> playing because I don't know I might start drinking. You know what I mean? It, it changes everything. But I mean, such is life. Alcohol throughout the ages. L'alcool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
1: a lot of people buy merch drunk. I did a lot. And like, did I fucking buy a hundred bucks of beer? <laughs> Wow! And did I
0: really need these little underwear with the band logo on it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, answer's the thing. Yes.
1: It, 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 it helped the band and you know, it's, uh, it's really important. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how people going to uh, consume music and going to try to help the band. But as you mentioned, there's collectors that, still people that want something physical. It's our generation. Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: getting remember, back, to, what's that?
1: I, I, I was about to say, remember the first fucking CD or vinyl you bought? I remember that.
0: I, I remember I had a, 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 I remember I was on a trip with my parents. I was young and I had a little yellow cassette of the cramps. What's inside a girl. It was a four song EP. I remember I had that and I always had that cassette. I was a kid and I was I, I was loving that shit. You know, do you still have it? No, I wish I did though. God damn it. The- you would be rich. <laughs> I, I know. Right. I, I think my parents threw all that shit out, you know, when I was whatever age was, but yeah. Um, getting back to the show now that you do like, cause I see a few of your podcasts that are on, on the uh, prescription punk uh, rock, uh, the YouTube channel. And, and you, you have a whole bunch of like zoom style uh, interviews on there. And uh, some of them are super interesting. Uh, how do you like, how do you, what's your process to doing that in the sense? Like, I mean, you have to, you know, obviously have a guest to be able to do a podcast. Like how, how does that work for you? Do you just, Call up guests? Do you use Zoom? Do you what? How how does it work? Uh,
1: I use Skype, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's really nuclear blast records because that's another thing. Real quick, the radio show at some points we we start to have bigger guests, but I like to say I hate to say that I I don't I know what you mean more well known. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every interview, I will give every art that I can because people take time for the show. So, uh, and they bring people that uh, their family, their friends to listen to the show the day we air the interview. That's how we grow up by bringing Mm -hmm. that. I should have said that before. That's why we brought like a lot of band in the studio because my friends were so supportive at the beginning. Now they don't fucking care. They don't want to hear. They don't see me as a star or anything. They see me as their friend, so they don't want to hear about that. It's like job. Okay, you're cool. You're DJ Ponte's bed. Fuck the rest. And I'm sure you have a lot of friends as that with the band. That's Absolutely. Real.
0: Yeah. And
1: family too. But the thing is, uh, yeah. And, and people make you grow and band make you grow. And the thing is, uh, uh, we got like crossover with metal because uh, a couple of metal bands throw, hey, I I want to be on the show. And I'm like, it's a punk rock show, but it's cool. I came from metal scene. Uh, when mm-hmm. I was a kid, I was a metal lad. And then after high school, I went to punk rock and every of my friends went to metal, which is fucking funny, but that was the thing. Like what, was your first, a-
0: the f- what was your metal? favorite metal band?
1: Iron Maiden is my favorite band of all time.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I love them. I love them. I have a bunch of vinyl
1: here. Yeah, man. Yeah. I have a it. different trip. Yeah. <laughs> I met them, actually. They're really cool guys. They're really cool guys. Like, when you met your... Uh, anyway, I will not go to Maiden. We have for another hour. But, <laughs> yeah, so... And, and the interview came kind of naturally with what we bailed. And the way I see the interview is, um, you know, I did... I remember my first interview, I wrote questions and I was like, okay. And I think it's psychotic for, which is throw my paper through the windows and said, what are you going to do? And that's where I started to improvise. And through improvisation, I learned that uh, the band don't want to have, you know, straight questions. Like they don't want to see me as a journalist. They want to see me as somebody's passions about the same thing as them, music. And I tried to bring them, uh, memories and just talk about the thing they fucking love and it's really
0: working. <laughs> you know, you're so right about that. Like um, what, I, what I usually do is like, let, let's say I have a podcast with somebody. I First of all, like, I, I don't I, I did it a couple of times and I don't really like it. where somebody kind of refers somebody to you says, oh, you should do, you know, my buddies, but really with my podcast, my thing. I'm like, I, I, I want to hang out with people, you know what I mean? So, I, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm not a journalist you know I mean I'm just hanging out with people but that's why like I I like to reach out and choose who I want to spend this time with because my time's limited as well you know and uh that's one of the things you you know it's what it is but I mean that that's one of the things I really enjoyed about it and I think why I missed doing this when I took my my little break because I was working on all kinds of other projects but like for me like I said it's just hanging out being curious wanting to hear what somebody else's journey has been like, or, you know, what's going on, or maybe learn something. Um, If you prepare and write questions, and I've done so many interviews where somebody's, you know, asking me questions and I, what is your, you know, (laughs) it's not interesting. I don't think it's interesting for listeners either. You know I mean? They want to hear people being real. It has to be natural.
1: I think that's the whole point of it. You know, the people, what they want to hear or see is people connecting, and to connect mm-hmm. with people, you have to find their interest. And it's it's crazy, but I find it in, in, in high school. First day when I was in primary, not in high school, sorry. When I was um, my first grade as a fucking kid, you know, I was in seeing all those kids and I'm like, okay, my mother maybe will not teach me the right things to know about life. But all those kids, they all know something. So if I spoke with all of them, I'm actually going to th- figure out the pieces and the puzzles. So that's what I did. I spoke to every fucking kid that was there and made <laughs> friends. And, and people hate me, love me, anything. But I learned a lot because what I figure out young is that everybody that you meet can
0: teach you something. If you Absolutely. ask questions and, and you thing. know it what is really cool though as you're talking i'm thinking about it, like yeah we would do that like i like to surround myself with interesting people it, you know what i mean like you know it, what's that expression you never want to be the coolest person in the room or at a party no because if you're the coolest person at a party you're <laughs> at the wrong fucking party <laughs> there's nothing to learn <laughs> exactly so but what you're, you're saying is going around and I grew up kind of like that as well, you know, in, and in my family, we always had interesting visitors, you know, and we'd try to learn something from them or something to share or whatever. These days everybody's you know a keyboard warrior and they're on Facebook and, and everything's going so fast, but are they really learning or really listening? You know, I think there's something different about reading something for two seconds, making an opinion and responding versus getting the feeling, talking with somebody knowing what they're saying not just the words they're using you know it's definitely having a big big impact on society and we're seeing it especially during the pandemic when everybody was isolated right
1: yeah yeah, we need each other in weird ways. Sometimes negative, sometimes positive because there's people in my life that said really negative thing about me, but it pushed me in a positive way to show them they're wrong. So uh, thanks <laughs> That's <to> it. Them. <laughs> you know, so it's all about yeah. You know, I love the bad brains. It's all about being the, the positive attitude, man. Rastafari, man. It's, there uh, you go.
0: Happiness
1: is not... Uh, it's a quest, but it's simple thing,
0: you know? A bad brains are amazing, first of all. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Respect did you, did you
1: saw yeah. the, the documentary about uh, about age uh,
0: and his no, mental I, illness? Oh, man. I, 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 I knew about it, and I've heard it through all kinds of different sources, but yeah. I, I heard they did do a documentary. I didn't actually see it. Is it a good one or...?
1: Yeah, really interesting to see... Uh, you know, how that strong person, it, it was surreal. He was he was a superhero of punk rock. And with, you know, it was bringing all those sentences that make you faint, that make you just blow your mind and then just leave everything. Nobody knows what really happened when the breakdown start. It was... Uh, some say drugs, some say it's, it, it was just, it was too much on his shoulders, is, and he's a crazy soul. Everything was there, it was just a matter of time. But uh, you see him. And you don't really talk about that because the way you see it is, is evolution as a human being. And it's really interesting that through mental illness, you, you find a team of people really help me, help me out. And, you know, he's it's, it's still doing it. He play a couple of shows with the bad brains. But uh, it's really interesting. If, if you have something to watch, um, it really get to your soul. That, that's what I love about him.
0: You know? Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll get around to watching it. It's, it's funny. I was just telling my friend at we Law uh, later on the, this afternoon, he's like, Oh dude, you should watch this or check this out, like, <laughs> man. I find, and it's a great thing. Cause I'm all about sharing what people like, you know, and music stuff. I'm like, if I had to check, or watch, whatever. All my, <laughs> everybody told me, man, you wouldn't see me for years and years and years. And as soon as I open the door, there'd probably be another list of shit I should check out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, And you're right. And that's another
1: thing. It's interesting because, you know, I don't play music, but uh, what you I learn... was going to
0: ask you, I didn't know that. I, I that, that is something I was going to ask you, actually, if you ever played music.
1: Oh, I always try to sing. I, I took... Uh, uh, I played guitar a little bit, but I was not getting at... Uh, that good and you know life is life you know <laughs> yeah and, uh, but... i find my way through the scene in another way it's interesting in a way but uh no i don't play but uh yeah it's it's it's, it's like you you take so much time with the band and yourself that yeah you don't have the time to listen to a lot of things so it's funny because ben most of the time i don't have time to play video games i don't have time to listen movie or watch tv shows and everything but the pandemic helped me out i watched a lot of documentary about punk rock i went crazy at first i I really went through the whole history of punk and roots and uh yeah i had a great time and now i
0: don't have that time anymore (laughs) to do that well some people loved the the whole lockdown thing eh? you like sometimes you come across something they're like it's the best time of my life you know i mean like some people (laughs) wanted that break and maybe they were able to enjoy it of course it was a fucking terrible time for other people as well yeah Yeah. but i mean everybody lived through it however they did and you know no no two person situation is exactly the same you know i i, I found it weird because i got into funny little routines during it you know because i'm like that I, I was doing like home workouts i'd listen like attentively listen to one record a day with like good speakers i'd watch like one movie I, you know i had all these you know i would write lyrics good or bad to use or not you know i, I just had all these funny routines and lists and stuff like this just to keep me into some kind of routine yeah yeah, it was weird I I was so fucking productive it was crazy
1: (laughs) and it's interesting because you know it it, there's people that really stop everything you know and Mm -hmm. me too Uh, I was like I'm sure you were people that going like 400 miles an hour and everything stopped and I'm like oh shit I have time what I'm gonna fucking do now yeah man you get creative, like you said, you know, and you do things. So yeah, it, it was the same. It really uh, went fast and surprising. I realized that uh, I'm 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 a social person when it comes like uh, a, a certain moment, but when I'm all alone or with the family, I'm really more quiet and like maybe more pouring person, like writing and reading stuff and checking about bands and everything. So in a way, it it was natural at some point. So yeah, it, 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 it's the, the first month I was really pissed off about everything. I wanted to do like, I'm, I'm going to waste the years. I'm going to turn 40. I want to do more <laughs> things and more and more. And then I fucking say, okay, life wants me to just relax and I relax and I
0: like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I understand what you mean. I, I think uh, most people, right when it started, that that was where it was kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? Like because everybody's life stopped. We were we were all the way on the other side of the fucking country, man. We were on tour when you know we had to come home all of a it's sudden. True, and lose and it's all point. kinds of money. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. It was crazy. So, uh, you know, it, it, it happens, I think, like March 13, 14, when everything kind of, oh, we have to close everything down now. But yeah. it, 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 it was slowly happening through December and January. But you guys were on tour. How was it and how you got caught
0: in that? Well, it because, like, you know how we we're talking about before life. Like, you know, I can be on tour or, like, like I tell uh, our booking agents, Alex, Matt, best people in the world. Um, that, Hello, that I, I, if I'm not doing at least like two weekends of shows a month, at least when I'm not on tour, I'm not happy. I le- I, I have to stay busy. You know, and that's one of the reasons I, I do what I do. Like, uh, I, I re- I'm not a kind of guy, like if I'm feeling stagnant, I don't feel well, you know? So we had put out the Stand With You with the album. We did one tour. It was us and the Smashes. They put out too, uh, too much communication. So we did a double launching uh tour then we came home then we did another tour and uh we had problems with the state so uh, we we had to come home through that but then we had just signed with uh well with covert uh out in the states you know they do gutter yes. metal and all, all these guys Yeah. so yes, yes yeah so they were gonna start start helping us and we just did we bought our permits for the states you know and it's not cheap that's a whole fucking subject of discussion right there. The whole, you know, how much Canadian bands play to play in the States and American bands to come here. But that's a whole other discussion right there <laughs> for like two hours. But um, yeah, so we we just started working with Covert and we, we'd we only done like two shows in the States. And, you know, that's when everything was just opening up. Everything was going great. The new album was really doing well. And, and you know, we started playing in the States and that, that was it. And then it was like stop <laughs> you know shit yeah yeah it, it, it was something man but then it was like also you know what do you do how long is this going to last is it going to be you know remember at the start some people thought it would be oh, three weeks and we're back you know what i mean but we're 28 a long way days. From that. Right, right, 28, exactly. days. 28 days oh yeah Jesus. i
1: remember yeah goddamn yeah, t- just 28 days
0: well yeah that, it's that's crazy it. It, it's it was crazy nuts and, and then this, so then it's like, you know, we talked, what, what do you do? We did a couple of those online, uh, you know, videos, but it was fun to do a couple. Okay. But I wouldn't want to do a lot more of that yeah. for sure. You know I mean? It gets, it, 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 oh, it's not why I do music, you know, yeah. to, to do that. For lack of a you better know, answer. Even I spoke with the Dropkick Murphys
1: and they did like uh, three kind of it you know, show, mm-hmm. streaming show. It was yeah. maybe the most popular was one when they do at the Red Sox Stadium. Exactly, yeah, in, in the baseball
0: stadium there. It was great. And, <laughs> and
1: that's what, that was just saying, like, it's cool, but, man, we want to see people. <laughs> we don't
0: want to yeah. do that anymore. And they did it, It's like that whole cliche. How many times have you done an interview with a band where they're talking about how they feed off the energy of the crowd? That's what Every we world. were living. Like, you Every know. Every fucking world, like, yeah. man. <laughs> The, this, the pandemic tested that theory and it's fucking true <laughs> yeah. I mean? it, it's yeah. really true so so, it's true. Real, so yeah. yeah. So then all that happened so then we're like times going on uh, we, we did a video okay that was cool and uh, um, Hero for Death Ray we, we, we uh, did that one yeah. as well and then we're like what do we do so we started recording a new album but at the same time I don't want to release it too fast either we just sabotaged an album and everything was going fantastic do I want to put out an album right now? You know, like it is like, we just booked a cross Canadian tour, but even, even to today, I was like, is it really going to happen? But now I'm like, okay, it's happening there. But I, I didn't, a week ago, I would have told you it's 50, 50. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's this, like, I want to do one tour before putting out a new album, you know, and kind of get back where were we, you know what I mean? Get back there and then kind of go again. But it's like been it. one hell of a fucking adventure, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> I throw the ID; It's a masterpiece. You should play it
0: in, <laughs> in fucking
1: entire.
0: Yeah, like, man.
1: Getting like, okay, we got screwed with the pandemic. Now we're going to play the whole fucking record. It's in, yeah. pop, something
0: possible. I would love to see that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know exactly what we're going to do, but I just want to be exactly where we were before putting out a new album. Cause like, I I'm just worried. And some bands did, did it too, where they thought the pandemic was kind of ending and then they put out an album, then they thought, oh, pandemic's longer. Cause if I put out an album, I want to be playing live. I, yeah. I, I am a musician. Yes. I like being creative home alone. Yes. I like recording, but anybody that knows me, like I'm born to be on the fucking road and I got to be playing shows. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? And that's what I do. And if I'm not doing that, I ain't really happy, you know? <laughs>
1: It's, it's cool. Somewhere. And it, it, in another way, you know, with the records, it ain't going to stop you. you. You can release a single with, uh, I don't know, some tracks you didn't put on the records or a cover or just keep people, you know, because that's the thing now. I call like the social media, the monster. You always have to feed the monster. Yeah. So when you release the record, you feed the monster. And then six months later, people ask, well, what are you guys are about. We released records. When? Six months ago. Oh, that's a long (laughs) fucking time. No, it's not. So, you know, you can play. (coughs) It's a garden now. So, yeah, you can still Mm -hmm. have the records ready, but play and just, like, release something. Or, you know, I'm sure there's crazy ideas in your head right now. And just... (laughs) You know it. (laughs) People do. And just, like, and and still be ready when everything's going to be back to uh, play... The last record is not fucking entire,
0: (laughs) right? (laughs) The day will come. The day will come. That's for sure. But it's funny. You know, like, I I think we did the right thing, but I mean, what is the right thing? And it could all fall apart tomorrow too, but here we are, we've done five shows at the end of October. We're going to do a cross Canadian tour all the way out to Victoria. I don't know how many bands are doing the tour right now, but we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. We're, We're doing it right. Starting the 20th of October. And that's
1: another thing that I impress, you know, by you guys and, and the band that cover Canada. It's geographically impossible to be a wealthy band touring in canada the distance yeah. are way too long it's not europe you went to europe like if you want to go to sweden germany or italy or france it's uh, you can do like a run where you play three night in sweden two night in italy and just like getting some money but in canada like what the fuck
0: yeah it, it, we're lucky because we have a great team with us and because we've done it so much we've done a lot of groundwork and like we have a lot of friends in every city in canada you know because that's what we do <laughs> you know and i gotta go see my people and hang out and go fucking say hey how are you doing and let's party for a night and after the party i'm gonna fucking check in on you again and say how you been hanging out you know i mean it becomes your people after a while you know and i really miss my fucking people <laughs> and 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 that's
1: another thing you realize it real quick you know, it's kind of the same thing with the radio. You, you bring people and you want to keep them. So you make them part of the family. And that's the thing with K-Man. you know, it's uh, and it's an honor, you know, it's uh, playing you guys, but being friends with you. Uh, it's so cool to see you grow up as musician, but as human being, it's incredible. You guys are amazing. And ah, that's why I'm that still it. doing it, man. It's, it's for people that, um, you know, bring something and that's what you do, you know, you bring a lot of joy, a lot of happiness, too. There's not every songs are happy. People think <laughs> songs are fan. just about being happy.
0: No. Yeah, wait, lyric. Wait, wait till the new album comes out. You know, the pandemic was rough. You know? there's gonna, actually, I'll, I'll tell you a secret. On the new album, there's going to be a song called Really Happy Music. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and and it's we'll all see. about that. <laughs> We'll see.
1: <laughs> and, but, but the thing is that you 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 help people. Uh, repeat myself, we we mention it, but it's therapy. Uh yeah, man. live and 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 you know the record and everything. So congratulations for still doing it.
0: Fucking a- and congratulations to you to 13 years, man. That's fucking awesome. You're a lifer. Like a lot of musician friends I know. You you have been around since, you know, 13 years, you know what I mean? And that's a hell of a long time. And you look as passionate as ever. And I love it. Hey, listen, we've been talking for an hour about, all right. So we're going to have to cut it because I do have limited space of recording, but before we leave, this is what I think you should do. All right. You've listened to a lot of music and you're very passionate about music. And we're all about sharing music. I like to end my show with, can you name me five records that everybody should listen to at least once?
1: Oh shit. The new <laughs> Joystick <laughs> Records. I'm sorry, I don't remember the title by heart, but the new Joystick record, um, it's uh, available on Stump Records. Um, they did like a tag team with a label there. Um, Joystick, go watch them. Um, I, I don't want to throw one record, but the bennies it's a ska band too. They're amazing, really great band. Um, if you like, um, um, folk music, go listen to the new Rum records. It's called Asia. It's crazy. It's one of my favorite right now. And just because I love face to face, go listen to the new face to face. I listened to it a lot those days. It's a great records and go listen to every goddamn gay man and the 45 records.
0: <laughs> right on brother. It's great seeing your face, and we'll see you out there real soon. More shows are coming. We both know this. Love you too, Let's brother. Do that
1: again. There's so many things to talk.
0: Kristen, Anytime. Anytime. I love you too, love man. Love you. Ooh. Yes, absolutely. We'll see you real soon, right? Go have a drink out at a terrace soon. <laughs> Later, brother. Bye bye.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Boom.
0: boom. boom, boom, boom. Okay, man. Don't K- know shit. K- See